It is wisdom that will set you free. Welcome to Mystic FM. Join us on a voyage of spiritual discovery. Welcome everyone to the Mystic FM radio show brought to you by the Aetherius Society's New Zealand branch based in Birkenhead on Auckland's North Shore. My name's Julian Rosser and this week we look at the Ascended Masters of the Spiritual Hierarchy of Earth. Mystic FM is produced by the New Zealand branch of the Aetherius Society a worldwide spiritual organization with centers in Europe, North America, Africa, and Australasia. We were founded in 1955 by a Western master of yoga, Dr. George King, who passed on in 1997. The Aetherius Society are the custodians of a vast amount of spiritual teachings given by beings from this world and beyond were received through the yogic mediumship of Dr. King. We are a practical organization that holds regular services to send out spiritual power through prayer and mantra to help our suffering world. The society's motto is service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. So what are the Great White Brotherhood or the Spiritual Hierarchy of Earth? Well, they're a tremendously important mystic order. And when we say Great White Brotherhood, we're not referring to skin color. White is in regards to white magic as opposed to black magic. And in fact, white skin masters are in the minority in this order. And Brotherhood is not referring to a male organization, but rather... There are male and female masters within this great order. And they are ascended masters, and we'll look at that in a moment. A couple of things that the Great White Brotherhood are not. They are most definitely not aligning themselves to any particular country or political system. And they're not easily contactable by the average person. They're very much interested in working with groups rather than individuals. They're not going to help an individual with their personal problems, for example. So what is ascension? What does it mean to become an ascended master? Well, through karma and reincarnation, we gain experience in the classroom of earth. And after lifetime upon lifetime, eventually we gain all the experience possible in this classroom of earth and once we've got to that stage ascension is the graduation if you like from the classroom of earth and at that point we go on to a higher sphere of learning literally another planet where we can gain further experience now everyone will ascend eventually and it's up to us whether that takes a few lifetimes or many, 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 many lifetimes. But we all will get there eventually. It's the culmination of lifetimes upon lifetimes of practice 
and service to others. It's not something that people can do in one lifetime, no matter how much much money they may pay, no matter how hard they work. It's really a lifetime upon lifetime uh, achievement. Now, after the initiation of ascension, some will choose to stay upon earth rather than go on to a higher planet. And those who choose to stay on earth to help the rest of humanity join the Great White Brotherhood or the spiritual hierarchy of earth. So people in the spiritual hierarchy of earth are really highly elevated beings. They're essentially cosmic masters. They're essentially free and could live on other planets. But they've chosen to stay here upon earth to help the rest of us. And we have another podcast targeted specifically to the subject of ascension, which is available from our website if you'd like to find more about this subject. So let's have some examples of some members of the Great White Brotherhood. Firstly, Swami Vivekananda. He lived 1863 to 1902. He was a disciple of Ramakrishna and he spoke at the first Parliament of World Religions in Chicago, 1893. Saint Germain is a name that people are often familiar with. And he's an example of how the Great White Brotherhood aren't confined to the East. He, there's references to him in European history in the 18th and 19th centuries. Saint Guling is another one. He spoke through the yogic mediumship of Dr. George King. So we have recordings of him speaking. He's 2,000 years old and still living in an earth physical body. The Lord Maitreya is another name that people may be familiar with. And perhaps the most well-known is the Lord Babaji. The Lord Babaji is a little bit different in that he is not an ascended master. He's actually from the planet Saturn. So he's the spiritual and political head of the Great White Brotherhood. He's far more advanced than all the other members. And he's been on Earth for millions of years since humanity arrived on Earth. And he'll stay until he's no longer needed. So he's really committed to help the human race in quite an incomprehensibly uh, devoted and incredible way. So where does this information come from? Where does this knowledge of the Great White Brotherhood that we're talking about today come from? Well, it comes from Dr. George King, who was the founder of the Aetherius Society and a very advanced master of yoga. He met a number of members of this illustrious order, including the Lord Babaji, St. Guling, the Lord Maitreya, and he visited a retreat of the Great White Brotherhood in Ben McDewey, which is in Scotland. He gave an excellent talk entitled The Great White Brotherhood, which is an excellent source of further information on this subject. It's available uh, from our website as a CD or as an audio download. And he also gave a very good description of his visit to the retreat in Ben McDewey, and that's available in a booklet called My Contact with the Great White Brotherhood. So as well as the retreat in Ben McDewey, there are a number of others around the world, and I'd like to now play an extract from Dr. King's address on this subject in which he describes some of these retreats and their locations, and some of the functions, the activities that the Great White Brotherhood perform within these retreats. Now, mainly this hierarchy is situated 
in unaccessible places, places which, although they are accessible to man, are inaccessible. They mainly live beneath uh, different mountains throughout the world. For instance, Shasta uh, is a great white brotherhood retreat. The, re the word retreat here shouldn't be taken wrongly. doesn't mean to say that they go to uh, this tremendous building which exists beneath the mountain itself to retreat away from humanity. They do not do this. They are always working and always busy on behalf of mankind. But we've called them retreats for want of a better term. A very, very active uh, Great White Brotherhood section now in the Andes, uh, in the Himalayas of Tibet, uh, Egypt, and of course uh, Colorado, as you know, uh, in the Castle Peak region. And now, this last year or so, they have moved into the British Isles for the first time for many, many centuries. And that is in Scotland, uh, which you know. And of course, I mustn't forget either the Grand Teton, neither must I forget that there is an active section of the Great White Brotherhood somewhere in Ceylon. Ceylon, by the way, is a very, very important part of this world, extremely important, uh, because there is one of the most potent psychic centers of the world in Ceylon, and there's an active retreat there too. Uh, there are other less re lesser retreats, which uh, we won't go into at the moment, but these are the main sections. Uh, and from these different sections, the masters operate. Mostly each section is responsible for a different type of activity. Now this doesn't mean to say they're completely departmentalized, uh, like a Woolworths store or a car uh, assembly factory. Uh, not at all, but if you remember my little book uh, about the contact with the Great White Brotherhood, you will see that the retreat in Scotland, uh, in the British Isles, is responsible <coughs> for the spying on if that's the right word, only in a very, very delicate and beautiful manner. But nevertheless, the collation of all activities of every religious uh, and spiritual group on this earth. Uh, also, all black magic groups on this earth, of which in certain parts of the globe there are quite a number. Um, this retreat is responsible for the collation of this information as well. So any member from that retreat in Scotland would know exactly what every group is doing and has done since its inception, and also what it intends to do. So they have this complete information. Now, they, of course, do not interfere uh, with any group, but if a group has 
a line of communication with one of the masters from the Great White Brotherhood, such as the Aetherius Society, this master occasionally, please note the word occasionally because it's very, very important, this master occasionally will give us advice. I shouldn't say advice, I would say directives. And these directives we try our best to act upon. And so do our members too. They try to act upon the directives that are received from this particular source. Occasionally. This is no attempt at all to interfere uh, with this or any other organization, but rather they act as advisors. Uh, now, the Great White Brotherhood mainly are uh, in an advisory uh, capacity yet. Uh, there will come a time when they will not be so, but at the moment they are collating information, preparing information, and also manipulating energies, uh, but as far as mankind is concerned, they retain the capacity as advisors, uh, rather than, shall we say, teachers as such, even though they are teachers, but they are not teachers openly, but they are, shall we say, openly advisors. To give us even more of an idea of the kind of activities the Great White Brotherhood are involved in, let's listen to another extract from Dr. King's lecture in which he describes how they are able to store and use spiritual energy. But one of the major functions uh, in these days is they manipulate energies. Those of you who are members know that occasionally a great energies are sent to earth from sources outside of the earth. You also have, have heard <clears throat> during these special power manipulations that batteries of the Great White Brotherhood have been charged. Now this means <clears throat> that at that particular time that the energies were sent to earth, there was an overabundance of this type of spiritual energy on earth. Any more energy sent at this time would have become a very dangerous superfluity. So therefore, at this time, the Great White Brotherhood were ready with their batteries. Now when we talk about batteries, we immediately think about those the things that we have in the automobile to store electricity. Well, the batteries in the Great White Brotherhood are not quite like that. They are <clears throat> made in such a manner that spiritual energy can be stored. Uh, if you remember, uh, something similar to this was done in the days of Atlantis, uh, where they could store sunlight uh, in the summertime uh, so that they could enjoy it all through the year. Well, the batteries in the Great White Brotherhood retreats are somewhat similar to the batteries they did use uh, in Atlantis. And they're capable of with storing spiritual power 
and radiating it out in a measured a quantity over a certain time. In other words, as I've explained to you before, when satellite number three is in orbit and there is a special power transmission, the whole world in a matter of minutes will be blanked with tremendous spiritual energies, energies which cannot possibly be used by mankind because of his very low state of development on the whole. This energy, um, instead of being left or being wasted, is absorbed by these batteries in the Great White Brotherhood to be radiated out in a measured manner over a longer period of time. And, and this is an important function of the Great White Brotherhood today, the impregnation of Earth with spiritual powers and spiritual energies, uh, the manipulation <coughs> of energies. So the Great White Brotherhood are working undercover at the moment, if you like. They're holding the karma of the human race in abeyance. They're not taking it from our shoulders. They're just holding it back so that it can be rationed out to us more evenly. And we owe them a great debt. Their very presence will not allow us to perish. Even if they did nothing else, just their presence alone is something we owe them an incredible debt for. We've been told that there will come a time when these great masters will walk openly among us, when they won't have to be hidden beneath mountains. They'll be able to converse with us. But this can't happen until we're ready, until we as a race deserve this to happen. And it's likely that this won't come all at once. It may be a far more gradual thing. So that's all we've got time for on this subject. We hope you've enjoyed it. We've really only scratched the surface. And the Ethereum Society has other books and talks on this subject. So there's plenty more information about this illustrious order that's available if you want to find it. So if you'd like to find out more about anything we've talked today, then you can do so at our website, tas.co.nz. That's tas.co.nz. And there's also links from there through to our international website, ethereus.org, which has even more information. And on both those websites, you'll find lots of things to read, podcasts to listen to, and you can also purchase books, CDs, and download audio recordings of some of the cosmic transmissions Dr. King received. There's also links to ebooks we have available from iTunes, Google Play, Kobo, and Amazon Kindle. Well, thanks for listening. That's all we've got time for this week. We hope you found it interesting. And don't forget to tune in next week for our next show. Thank you for listening to Mystic FM, brought to you by the Ethereus Society. Tune in next time for more cosmic spirituality, because it is wisdom that sets you free.